On today's episode of Inside the Nest, we're joined by Kennesaw State head coach Keith Shunzel. The head coach for our volleyball program discusses what's new in his life, what he's looking forward to this weekend, actually, the current state of the program, what the heavy months of quarantine looked like for the Owls, as well as his thoughts on the recent all-decade squad released by the A-Sun. Inside the Nest is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank, the official bank of Kennesaw State Athletics. Fifth Third Bank, working hard to make banking a Fifth Third better. Visit 53.com for more information. I'm your host, Nolan Alexander. As always, we thank you for joining us on Inside the Nest. If you like this podcast and you haven't already, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. It was good to catch up with Coach Shunzel. The Owls are coming off a 2019 ASUN Championship. They started the spring practice schedule. They're actually getting ready for their first spring match against Georgia State. And that was the day that everything started to shut down. So we revisit the early spring months and of course an update on what the current state looks like for KSU volleyball. It's Inside the Nest with head coach Keith Shunzel. Coach Shunzel, thanks for joining us on Inside the Nest. It's an interesting point in the calendar. We're all itching for something to come up, some positive news to come up. I know you and your family have something on the docket here soon. What's new in the Shunzel household? Uh, just a lot of a lot of baseball right now. You know, a lot of a lot of seven-year-old baseball with Griffin and um, and Grady, our two-year-old, just a two-year-old terror, but he's a ton of fun. But uh, yeah, we're just every weekend hitting the baseball fields, and that's been cool because it's been kind of normal, um, you know, from the standpoint of you got some scheduled times and games, you got to be somewhere and just get to go watch a sport and watch your kid play, and so that's been pretty refreshing and good for us. But uh, yeah, like you said, we're just everybody's itching to to hopefully keep moving forward at some point. What's your role? Are you a coach in the team, or are you a dad in the stands? No, so so his very first T-ball season, maybe I don't know, three years ago, whatever, when he was like four, probably five, I don't know. Um, I got pulled into it, and uh, and I did it for like one little eight-week T-ball season, and I and I said, okay, I'm I'm good. I coach for a living. I'm gonna just enjoy watching my son play, <laughs> and so now I I continue to get try to get roped into it, but. Uh, that will not be happening as, as much as I love it. I, w- I just want to watch him play and be a be a dad. Okay, what's the scouting report on him? Give me his strengths and weaknesses. Well, he uh, he's still stepping out, stepping in the bucket. He's stepping out when he swings, so we're trying to get him stepping stepping forward. Uh, his hands are pretty good. Hands stay high on a swing, and uh, he, he thinks he's a home run champion, so sometimes he drops that back shoulder and, and aims for the moon. But uh, no, he's pretty good. He he catches it well and throws it well and it's it's fun you know it's just they're little but uh it's a lot of fun they, they love it and so that's really cool to see you sound like a coach <laughs> well what i, I hopefully <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i, I kind of do it for a profession I, I may know what i'm doing so what did your quarantine look like with you and your family in the heavy months of coronavirus when we were all truly locked up in in march and april and early may we're pretty fortunate. We got um, 
a little bit of a, a backyard here and there's a our neighbors got a big old yard and we're close with them and um we got a horse farm behind us it's not ours but so there's horses back there all the time and so we we had some room to to move about when we were you know in our house we we didn't do a whole lot of anything i mean some grocery stores and that was about it um but uh we stayed busy anytime you got kids you know that's that's one thing that everybody's finding out when you're home with your kids all day every day boy it is it's an adventure in many ways um uh, but uh so we just we stayed really busy even though we didn't do a whole lot but we were outside a lot almost every you know afternoon we get out there and play ball or do some kind of thing a lot of cornhole and um just hanging out and enjoying family time so how was the adjusted role of adding teacher to y'all's responsibilities uh, I'll, I'll say this our griffin did really well um my wife Bree put a, a nice calendar together every you know 30 45 minutes he was on a different subject and we gave him some breaks but um every day he kind of stuck with it from i don't know nine to to noon or one i mean he was pretty good about it towards the last week or two he struggled a little bit but but he was really good so um, i can't imagine having like a junior high or a you know middle school whatever that age and that would that could be a real real challenge if they fought you on it but did y'all get a dog as well or is that a neighbor's dog that wants to join that in is our the podcast dog. um we we have had this dog for a while this dog is up for sale if anybody wants a, a new dog for a quarantine <laughs> but uh, no, she she's all right she just she's active and loud <laughs> I, you know, I was reading an article the other day saying uh, when, when things do go back to normal and people start to go back into work, how much dogs are going to suffer. <laughs> because now they, 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 for their calmness, they have relied on us being there 24-7. And I know that is part of my dog as well. If we step outside for a second, he starts whining and pitching a fit. Oh, yeah. Their world's been rocked, too. So <laughs> it'll be interesting. So what's new with the Owls volleyball team? This is a team that's coming off a 2019 ASUN championship. It was an incredible season. It was a storybook season. You started the spring portion of the calendar. I think we were about to get ready for one of our, our first spring matches, I think, right before uh, all this went down. Or maybe we got it in. I'm trying to remember. And catch us up on how the team's adjusted communication and what's the psyche of the team right now. The uh the the night we shut down actually i think it was march 13th or 14th um we were supposed to play georgia state that night and so yeah we did not get it in i was on the phone with sally all day and we were going back and forth but so we decided to not play and i think that was the right move but um so it was a it was a really good spring this was i was looking forward to this spring maybe more than i have in maybe in the last two three years because this was the we were back to that young part of our cycle again um, and so we had so many young players that we knew they had a ton of room for growth and strength and skill wise and all that stuff. And so we had a really awesome block between, you know, when we got back at it in the middle of January um, until we got shut down there for that two month. I mean, we made a lot of really cool strides and steps. Um, and so I was really looking forward to the team part of it because we had just started to get into the team part, you know, that that early eight weeks for us is uh, six to eight weeks is a lot of indivi individual stuff, strength conditioning, uh, lots of individual skill work. And so that part of the spring was really good, as good as we've had in a while, but that's how it should be when you have a young team because you're going to see a lot of growth. 
Um, and then we didn't get to kind of finish the spring with the last six weeks of, of team stuff. And I'm sure we would have seen some more steps forward, but, um, so that was hard, but shoot, everybody has that situation. You know, everybody's dealing with it. Um, you know, summer and the, the, the rest of spring and the summer, our, our team's been doing what everybody else has been doing. Just lots of texts and calls and, um, some zooms here and there, you know, we didn't go nuts with the zooms. Um, I think it's great to see everybody, but at some point it's kind of like, all right, what do we talk about? Um, you know, everybody's just trying to stay mentally healthy and trying to, um, you know, stay as positive as possible. But, uh, you know, it was great seeing our team, uh, but at the same time on these zoom calls, but at the same time you kind of get off and it's like, man, I, I miss them. You know, I, that kind of made it, I'm a little more depressed now, right? Cause we're all on these computers looking into the, into this technology and we can't be with each other. Um, so it's been hard, but, uh, again, everybody's kind of dealing with the same thing and, uh, our, our team's fine. You know, they, I'll say this. I know that when this all happened, there was not any doubt in my mind that our players would handle it from an athletic standpoint the right way, because we we've always kind of ran this program um, with a lot of player accountability. And we've tried to bring in people that don't need to always get told exactly what to do, when to do it, how to do it. Um, and so that was not one one worry that I had from that standpoint that, oh, gosh, our our guys aren't going to do anything. They're going to sit around for six months. And, you know, if we get to check in in the fall, they're going to be horribly unfit and not ready to compete. Um, that that never crossed my mind because we don't have players like that. And that's not really how our programs run. Um, there are some other programs where I could see that happening. And this is probably a huge shock to their system. But uh, but I've been proud of our girls. Just had a great spring in the classroom, um, I think three, six or something GPA and uh and they're working hard, you know, they're all working out different ways on their own and at their home gyms or doing whatever, staying active. And um, it's been good. I'll second that coach. Uh, KSU volleyball is one of three KSU programs to earn the NCAA APR distinction. I want to go back to that huge point you made about this team being uh, able to handle this as, as well as any other team. Can you give us an example of that player accountability at some point during this COVID pandemic where it really affirmed that thought for you? Um, no, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you know, there, there, there's just a couple times where I, I, a, a player would text saying, Hey, so-and-so is coming down. We're hanging out. We're going to go, you know, do, do some kind of workout or something, or, um, a coach would have caught up with a different player and said, Oh yeah, this person's doing this. And I said, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. She's, you know, this is what she does. She just, she wants to be great and she's going to compete and she's going to train. And, um, so there's just a couple situations like that where I kind of heard something through the grapevine about somebody, um, going, being really proactive or, you know, making sure they were in a good place throughout the summer. Um, but I, I it, it didn't really strike me because that's that's what I would assume our players do because that's you know when you have a good program when you have healthy culture when you have players that want to do great things it's kind of what they do right and you know I I didn't think again if, if we had a bunch of duds on our team I'd be like oh man this is going to be really rough but that's not who we have on our team so did anyone on the team invent a new drill or uh, workout or, or technique when they were at home during all of this? Um, 
not not that I heard of. No, not that I heard of. Uh, we did a couple different uh, just challenges, just silly little challenges that you had to, you know, teach something to a teammate or do a magic trick or you know do something like that. Um, What's your magic trick? Um, no, I, I didn't. I didn't have a mat. What did I teach? Um, oh gosh, I had to do. What did I do? I forgot now. Of course, I had well, obviously didn't teach it that well. What's that? Obviously didn't teach it that well. Don't they no. say if you want to know something, you, oh, you got to be able well, to teach I, it? I didn't teach. I had Chelsea learn a song on her. Um, she plays like a, a, a flute or a violin or she, she plays some kind of instrument. And I had to learn a new song. And then she had to play the new song for one of her teammates, whoever she had to call next. So, hmm. yeah. yeah. We'd like to take this time to thank our proud partner, Coca-Cola, for being the beverage choice of KSU Athletics events. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. We'd also like to thank our healthcare partner, Wellstar Health System. At Wellstar, their mission is to enhance the health and well-being of every person they serve. Their vision is to deliver world-class healthcare to every person, every time. It's Inside the Nest with Kennesaw State head coach, Keith Shunzel. So right now, there's some uncertainty amongst conferences. They've talked about uh, pushing back, like the ACC's pushed back the start of fall sports to September 1st. There's some other conference talks. Some other conferences have just canceled fall sports. What's the current psyche of the team right now? I know this is a team that you've spoken about in the past. It's been tight-knit. We've kind of gathered that from this podcast as well. I know there's big expectations. Where do they stand right now? I think we stand where everybody else in the country stands with just so much uncertainty about what's going to happen. Um, you know, one thing from the, from the get go, we, I just kept reminding them guys, they're going to try to have a season you know, there's going to be an attempt to have sports because it's such a big part of college life. It's such a big part of this country. And so I definitely wanted to keep it in their mindset that, okay, there is a ton of uncertainty. It's really hard, but you know, hopefully there's going to be some kind of season at some point. Um, but the longer you go, certainly the more questions you have, you know, how feasible is it and all the different challenges about getting people back on campus and traveling and all this stuff. Um, you know, I certainly, I, I don't know any more than, you know, or anybody else knows what, what's going to happen here. Um, I, I think, I think if we can get a, at this point, I'll say this, if we get to play, we're going to be thrilled no matter what it is. Right. I mean, I think everybody in the country is pretty much in that boat. If, if you just want to play, um, because one of the worst thoughts, obviously, you got all the health stuff, um, you know, and that's that's very, very um, real. And people need to take it seriously. And then you got the economic impacts of all this. Um, but like, you know, personally and selfishly within our program, I think about our seniors, um, you know, have they played their last match? Right. And that's a that's a really brutal thing that, you know, I want to have one more season with those guys because they've been such an incredible part of our program and just awesome young women and great families. And so um, you, just so many thoughts like that run through your mind that you just um, but until we know, we don't know, you know, and so you just kind of keep going day by day and hoping and keep uh, trying to stay positive. And that's a big thing I've continue to try to encourage our team just every day, try to laugh a little bit, try to smile a little bit, try to sweat a little bit, you know, 
refresh your mind, refresh your body, um, and just try to do things so that mentally you can stay in a good place. Cause it, this is a really easy time to go down the, down the dark rabbit hole and, uh, nobody wants to go there. So what would be an ideal schedule season for you in this program? Given uh, kind of where we sit with everything. Yeah, sure. I, I think I think right now, if you would have asked me this two weeks ago, I would have said, well, I think we're going to play our non-conference matches and I think we're going to get into some kind of conference season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think right now, realistically, would be maybe we'd get to play some teams within, you know, two, three hours of here and just do some day matches, whether it's, you know, Georgia State or Tech or Chad or Sanford or I mean, there's, you know, dozen of them within a couple hours here. Uh, Mercer, you can you name it. Um, and then play a few of those and then maybe have some kind of regionalized conference schedule. Um, you know, the conferences put out a schedule, but, uh, you know, where we get to play everybody and trying to keep travel to a minimum, no flights, all that. But, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see. I, I think it's, it's, it's why you're seeing some of these conferences delay. It's why you're seeing some go conference only because there's just so many difficult things to navigate through. Um, with all this and, and there's a lot more than what people realize. So it's, uh, it's, it's tricky. In the world of volleyball in recruiting, summer is always a big time for tournaments. Uh, you've got a lot of different national tournaments going on. And with, uh, I believe the NCAA dead period, it's just continually been extended. How has this affected volleyball recruiting? Yeah, a ton for sure. I mean, we missed, we, we got the, the beginning of the club season this spring. Um, you know, so from mid February when we could get back on the road until mid March, we had about a month of it. So we all had, you know, three, four tournaments plus some practices. Um, but really at that point, you're just kind of identifying as far as what class you're in, uh, as far as what, what kind of recruits you need, and then trying to build your list and expand your list and all that. So, so the bulk of trying to get people on campus, really watching kids to try to narrow down who you want, you know, that hadn't happened yet. That's typically the second half of your spring recruiting period. Um, so we, we got our month in, but you're just kind of building your list and, and getting to know kids in that first month of the recruiting season. So, you know, we missed a ton of it, obviously that narrow down period, there's no visits happening. Um, and it's and you feel bad for the kids in those classes too for you know the the 2021 class you know we could still take another player in that class um they're going into their senior year of high school here and those kids haven't been able to make college visits they can go on campus but they can't meet with any of the coaches because everybody's in a dead period and so it's uh you feel really horrible for those those kids you know hopefully it all works out and there's going to be time for them to go through that process but um yeah it, it's been this is going to be a real a real challenge to kind of get back on a, a recruiting cycle whenever that would be a, you know, a normal cycle because things have been thrown for a major, major loop here. Mm-hmm. Well, coach, let's transition to a bit of good news. The ASUN came out with a volleyball all decade team on Monday, four players on it, all on your time. Anaya Boyer, Christy Piedmont or Piedmonte. We'll touch on that oh. in a second. Lysel Imbrecht and Lexi Broadwater, who we just saw star this past year for KSU volleyball. What was your reaction to seeing those four names in the all-decade squad? Uh, yeah, I was excited. I was excited. I I, I figured we'd get a, a, a decent number. You know, we've had a pretty good run here um, in the seven years that we've been here. But uh, but there's been some really nice programs in this conference and a lot of really good players go through this conference. So you never know um, who's going to get on these lists. But uh, all four of those players, just they've all 
um, you know, done things here that when you're recruiting them, you hope um, that you recruit players like that. And, you know, they, it's not only what they've done on the court. Those, those people came in here, those players came in here and they, they impacted people on this campus. They did awesome stuff academically. Now they've gone on to do great stuff professionally. And it's just, it's been seeing those four names. It, I, I wasn't surprised. You know, I think there's one or two others, um, you know, Chastang belongs on that list. I'll tell you that, but you know, it's okay um, that she didn't get on, but um, she belongs on that list. And and there's a couple others th- through the years that we've had. Cad Morton was an, one of the best liberos to ever play in this conference, um, who was in Anaya and Christie's class. And um, you can go down the list. There's some other players, of course, that have had terrific careers here. But uh, those four, you know, um, you know, Anaya and uh, and Chris, they were seniors on that first on that first uh, championship, that first tournament championship that we won in 2017. And so that those guys really helped transform this program um, from when we came in to, to where it's at today. So, but all, all four of those, Liesl had an incredible career and then Lexi broke so many records in her time here and obviously just finished and was on a couple championship teams and, um, you know, and great people, all four of them, just terrific women. And uh, it was a pleasure to coach them. You mentioned they're doing well professionally. What, what are they up to these days? Uh, so Christy is a nurse um, in St. Louis getting a, a master's, um, uh, I think through UAB right now. Um, Anaya went on to play beach volleyball um, at Coastal Carolina and then was a uh, an assistant coach for them. Um, and she uh, she's still living over there, kind of trying to figure out the next step. Liesl went to play professional volleyball um, in Switzerland. Um, and so she played a year in Swiss and then she's back here actually in Atlanta Metro now. Um, and then Lexi, uh, Lexi was working with a law firm, um, during her time here actually as a player. Um, and she was talking about potentially doing law school down the road. So I I don't know if, you know, COVID and all that has kind of thrown that for a loop, but, um, you know, all four of them were so much more than what people just see on the court. And that's, that's one reason I just, I love college sports. Um, I particularly love women's college volleyball. You just, it's the perfect combination of super high level athletics and super high level academics, you know, people that want to come in and do awesome things and can really impact and change the world on and off the court. And so it's, uh, it's pretty neat to be around people like that. Could you imagine being the opposing lawyer if, if Lexi's a lawyer and how fierce she is on game day and just how competitive she is and being on the other side, I don't think I'd want to be going against her. Lexi's she's got she's got a little toot on her and uh yeah yeah she could uh she could shake up some courtrooms probably <laughs> so I, I got a debate here Uh-oh. Piedmont or Piedmonte what's the it, answer it depends who you ask in her family her father always said Piedmonte she always said Piedmont um and I think I've heard her mom go both ways with it so uh good question I always whenever I got mad at her I, Piedmont. I just yelled Piedmont real quick, but uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. <laughs> well, uh, I agree with you that Lauren Chesting should be on this list. So hopefully that means she will be a shoe in for the next decade team in, in there, the 20s. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, Coach, it's been a pleasure catching up with you on Inside the Nest. We look forward to seeing you in the Owls, hopefully back here soon and getting ready for a 2020 season. Is there anything you want to leave off with for anyone that's listening to this, whether they're uh, a friend of the program, a friend of college volleyball, or just an Owl fan in general? Just kind of what I mentioned before. It's, you know, this point 
in our lives, nobody on earth has been in this situation. And, uh, we just have, have to, you know, embrace the people around us and try to stay positive and, you know, try to mentally stay in a good place because, uh, it's easy to not do that right now. And, you know, slowly things will, will get better here, but, um, maybe not as fast as we all want, but it's going to be all right. And, uh, we're going to, we're going to keep moving forward. So the owls aren't going away and, uh, you know, we just want everybody to stay positive and, and keep chugging along. Coach, thanks so much for joining us and best of luck to the Shunzels out on the field this weekend. Thanks, Nolan. This edition of Inside the Nest has been brought to you by Fifth Third Bank, the official bank of Kennesaw State Athletics. Fifth Third Bank, working hard to make banking a fifth third better. Visit 53.com for more information. I'm Nolan Alexander. Congrats to the four members of the All-Decade Squad and the one that should have been on there, Lauren Chesting. I'm going to congratulate her already for being on the 20s All-Decade Squad. If you enjoyed this episode of Inside the Nest, please like it, rate it, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We'll see you next week. Until then, go Owls. Go Owls.